Hey there, and welcome back to Brass Tacks, our video series for moving ideas to action. I'm Nicola Chin, founder of Up With Community, a personal practice for connecting into our power for change. I'm here today with Kirian Suarez, Executive Director of Equity in the Center, to talk about the question, what do you say to someone who says equity isn't a part of their organizational mission? This is a question I probably get twice a week, three times a week, at a minimum. <laughs> and I realized, you know, a lot of times in our gut, we know that equity is a part of the mission, but it's really hard to help someone else who doesn't see it, see it. And this is what Kirian and her team do all day, every day at Equity in the Center, and so I wanted to bring her in to talk with us about it. Kay, before we go into this, can you share a little bit about what you do in the world and a little bit about Equity in the Center? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. And I am excited to talk about this question that I also get a couple of times a week. Um, so I lead Equity in the Center, and we support organizations in transforming, transforming their organizational culture to center equity. So about a year and a half ago, we wrote a paper called Awake to Woke to Work, Building a Race Equity Culture. Um, and it outlines how organizations use management and operational levers to measurably shift their culture from what most people would call diversity to inclusion to equity. And we reframe that as awake, woke, and work. Um, so the paper outlines characteristics and tactics uh, that organizations can use to shift their culture. And we support leaders and organizations in walking through how the research applies to their particular context. So we do working sessions, webinars, we curate tools and resources, we have a blog, wokeatwork.org, um, and support leaders in figuring out how to move from talk to action um, on equity inside of their organizations. I love that, I love that. So Kay, when you get this question, when you get this question of, wait a minute, why are you talking about equity? I don't think equity is a part of my organizational mission. What do, you, what do you do? I have to be honest and say, I usually get this question from board members um, or board member type individuals who are least proximate to issues of inequity. Mm -hmm. Though I also get it sometimes from folks who are inside of organizations as middle managers who see equity as this thing that people do on the side and not integral to their mission. But the most pushback I get is really from board members. It's like, I don't get it. What does that have to do with anything that we're doing? Like we serve Latinx communities or uh, children who are falling through the education gap. I don't see what equity has, in, has to do with that. And so I have a pretty standard response. If I'm in a group setting, like a board meeting or a working session, I give it back to the group. And I ask the other folks from their team, because generally I am in a context where there's another person or a group of people from the organization, and I ask their peers, well, why don't we talk about that? Do your peers who have just as much experience with the organization as you do, do they feel equity fits into the mission? Like, let's hear from the group and let other people share. Some people may see it as connected. Some people may think that because they serve black and brown communities, for example, that they're about equity. So I think 
giving it to the group and encouraging their peers to respond about their shared mission is helpful because it gets different versions of what people think equity is into the room. And so then what I like to do, and this is how Andrew, um, who's the Associate Director of Equity at the Center and I, start all of our working sessions with definitions. So after folks share, you know, some of what they think equity is, whether or not it's connected, um, we'll talk about well, let's define equity to ensure that we're all actually talking about the same thing. Because one of the biggest challenges with this work is that there are as many definitions of equity as there are participants in the conversation. So we as a project define equity as what the world would look like, uh, what your community would look like if you disaggregated all of the outcomes that you tracked by race and there were no disparities. Um, and so then I'll ask them to tell me a little bit about the work that they do and then frame the definition of measurable equity because you have to be able to measure equity as we define it in terms of their work. So if they are serving black and brown communities, we'll clarify that that is not equity. That's, those are the demographics of your community. Let's talk about the outcomes your mission seeks to achieve. Um, and talk about disaggregating those by race. So are you trying to, for example, achieve college completion for folks in the footprint that you serve who may be predominantly black and brown, but are you trying to get them to the level of high school completion that the national average is or that the average is for um, children or high school students of other races so that they understand how we measure equity within the context of their mission. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, it makes total sense. No, I love it. I love it. And just hearing that response, one thing I love is sometimes we start debating if equity is a part of an organization's mission without having stopped to do those definitions. Mm -hmm. And so I think the fact that you do those definitions is so key. And I love the definition you use because it really helps them visualize the outcome. It helps them visualize what's at stake for the organization. So I think that's really useful. And it, it gets my wheels turning because I remember when I used to get this question like maybe six, seven years ago, mm -hmm. I really thought it was still my responsibility to take that viewpoint seriously. Mm. Like, okay, that's a valid viewpoint. Let's try to convince you it's not, or that, or that it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's try to convince you that Change it's your mind, mission, yeah. right? And I just think that that was kind of a fool's errand. It's hard. Yeah, I was accepting the, the pr a premise that was inaccurate, right? And really, I had to start to figure out how do I seek to stop accepting a premise that's inaccurate, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that that's the key for saying it's an opinion or it's an inaccurate. I think when, I, when, when people, I, I would engage people as like, okay, that's an opinion you're allowed to about the work. But when you really look at the outcomes and you look at the way systems work, it's actually not an opinion. <laughs> it's actually trying to say something that is inaccurate. And so for me, one of the ways that I've gotten to also thinking about answering this question is by helping people think about systems differently. Mm -hmm. And one of the metaphors I've started playing around with is I wouldn't go to a cardiac surgeon who didn't know about hemoglobin. I may not expect that cardiac surgeon to talk to me about hemoglobin the first time I meet him, right? But if he's gonna cut me open or she's gonna cut me open, yeah. 
they better know about hemoglobin. And when I give this metaphor, people will come back at me and because they get it now. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they're like, but what do I do with this usually decision maker who's making decisions without understanding how equity impacts our mission? And more and more, I've been getting to the place of saying, we have to stop giving them the knife. Like something has to slow down a little bit so that folks can get to an accurate place of understanding the work of the organization before we start building a bunch more projects mm -hmm. that are potentially going to be ineffective. Yeah. How does that land with you? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, because I think they can be potentially ineffective and they can also potentially be doing harm and harm is a relative term um, but within the colonial system in which we exist um, harm is done to people of color and often at least I find in our work when we're in meetings talking about whether or not equity is relevant to the mission of the organization in the room um, they're generally disproportionately serving black and brown folks. So one reason that I think it's important to make sure that we're, like you're saying, we are actually talking about the same thing um, and being clear about the historical significance of structural oppression and structural racism. And we do encourage people to pause first and let's define what we're actually talking about. Um, and then how it relates to your particular context. Like what are the outcomes that you track? What are you trying to achieve? Um, and then we can start to talk a little bit about the four levels at which oppression operates and then racism specifically, and encourage them to do, as you said, to slow down. So let's talk about the four levels. Let's talk about internalized or personal, interpersonal, institutional, and structural. How are these at play in your work? like understanding the programs that you deliver, the funding you provide, how does the community that you serve exist within this broader regional and the national system? And getting people to pause and think about that and then consider the colonial legacy of philanthropy and the nonprofit sector, which was founded essentially to help people write off um, things on their taxes, but then also to provide charity so whatever your community is, whatever your mission is, there's often this implicit charitable um, impetus. And so getting folks to unpack that and talk about how it's connected to structural oppression and structural racism and to the inequities that we can measure in communities. So educational disparities, health disparities, but encouraging people to slow down to define terms, to define equity, to consider the four levels at which the oppression that drives inequity in communities exists, and then talk about the colonial legacy of that system within the culture of their institution, which is a lot. I mean, you can't do all of that in like 30 minutes, but those are, those are the pauses that we encourage people to take. Yeah. You know, Kay, I mean, what you're really talking about is they have to build systems to learn right? They have to yes. build systems to look at the world differently. And if an organization has been operating in a way where they don't learn together, or they don't think about systems, I get why they don't think equity is a part of their mission, right? Yeah. And that's why I say, when you do equity work, it'll make you more successful in your work, because you're actually going to be doing the type of strategic thinking that is needed to achieve your mission in the first place, that you probably should have been doing all along, right? And I say that very yeah. gently. 
I do that very gently. Uh, but what this gets at, you know, when, when, other, when other folks see me in the field and they say, and they, they watch me get this question of, mm-hmm. oh, equity is not a part of my mission, Nico. Like, why would I think about this? And they see me answer. When these other people come up to me, they're like, you know, how do you keep up the stamina? Mm. Keep answering that question. And what I say to them is, when I'm working with an organization that hasn't been set up for learning, when I'm working with an organization that hasn't done this type of strategic thinking before, I just feel compassion. Mm. Because there's something that happened in the life of that organization that got them to the place they are now, and it's not because they're bad people. And I don't need to take on anything that they are throwing at me. You know what I mean? Like, that's their stuff. Their stuff. I'm over here and I'm just happy to help talk about how I think the world works as an invitation, right? And the organizations that aren't ready for that invitation, I hope they'll get there at some point, but we can let them be because I'm not here to fix them, right? And I think that's the ultimate hook is I think some people see a conversation about is equity a part of my mission as a chance to mind control. I want to get that person to think exactly what I think. And so I'm just going to tell them what I think. And then they suck if they don't get it. Right. (laughs) And that's not adult learning. Right. No. And it's an invitation. I love the way you framed it. It's an invitation to learn. And so often when we get that question or the sort of the sessions we have in which that question will sometimes come up, they're learning sessions. And so sometimes a related question after we talk about what is equity related and what does it actually mean? How does that show up in culture and then the four levels of oppression? Um, So how do I bring people along? And learning is always the answer. So it's to create as many learning opportunities as you can for those folks to come into a space like this one and have a conversation um, about equity and what it means and how you transform organizational culture. And we, I think, and I can speak for myself, like I try to be the same person in every space and give the same answer in every space. And just like you said, sometimes you're ready to receive it and sometimes not, but it's not going to change what I say. I may say it a little bit differently depending upon how I think some words I use like white supremacy might land, but I'm still going to tell you the truth, whether or not you're ready to, to really accept it. And like you said, at some point, I hope you'll be able to receive what I said from someone else and move forward because the goal is to help people learn and then catalyze action so that they can transform their culture to center equity. And everyone in an organization is not going to learn at the same pace, which is why you need someone like yourself who's an expert to help design a process that will create as many well-defined and designed opportunities as possible for members of the team to be brought along through learning. And we are adults, we learn differently, and you need that space to be curated. And that's why we refer uh, lots of the people we meet in these meetings to you. Well, that's sweet. And, And I think that's why Equity in the Center's work around the blog and the reports is really important because it helps people not feel alone when they're thinking about this question, right? And sometimes what I need to do is say, don't just take my word for it. Check out these resources. Check out these other case studies. Check out these videos, right? So that that folks can really see we're not just this one person answering their question in this one room, but this is really a national conversation that people are a part of, right? Yeah. 
You know, and as you're talking, Kay, I'm just looking at you and I'm like, oh, you're such a truth teller. And, and that takes time, right? Like that takes yeah. work. Like, I don't know about you, but I had to practice for years before I could look someone who was older, whiter, richer than me and say, no, equity is a part of your mission. And I don't feel sorry telling you that. Amen. Yeah. I'm curious if you have any tips for people that are doing their own work in that. Yeah. No, I would say the same is true for me. Like it took me years to, to get here. And I think it was a gradual shedding of a lot of, um, I don't know if it's characteristics or behaviors that I adopted to be successful in white dominant culture. And it still makes me uncomfortable. And sometimes I will say that in, in meetings when people raise discomfort, it's like, I'm uncomfortable right now. I'm uncomfortable saying this to you, but I'm still going to say it. And I've gotten to the point in my life and work where I can be confident and comfortable as much as possible saying these things to people who are wealthier and more powerful and whiter than I am. Um, because it is a service to no one, not to that person, not to the communities that we quote unquote serve, and not to me as an individual to maintain that lie. Like those are the thousand little cuts that we endure as people of color inside of organizations every day. And I don't have to live like that. And I think that was one of the biggest ahas for me and the beginning of my journey to work in this space is when I quit a job in the middle of a check-in and was like, I'm just not going to do this anymore. And mm -hmm. then for the next couple of years, I coached other leaders of color um, and thought really intentionally about the culture that we exist in as professionals and as Black people and folks of color in this country. And I had to come to this place on my own by doing my own work and thinking about the privileges that I've had over my life and reconciling all of those things. And that's how everybody we work with has to do the work. Like you have to consider your own role in white supremacy, um, the, the choices that you've made around assimilation, the harm that you've potentially done to other people of color. So I had to think about all of those things and that's how I got to the point where I can say truth comfortably um, in professional spaces, but it still makes me uncomfortable because it's still counter to how I was raised professionally and then raised in this broader society. Um, but I think it's just doing, doing your own work, considering race and racism and privilege and your role in it. Like, what is your role in upholding the system? Hold yourself accountable because you can't ask other people to do work that you haven't yet done and you can't lead other people where you haven't yet gone. Well, thank you so much, Kay. I really, really appreciate you sharing these stories with us and particularly sharing the journey that you've been on. Can you remind us where folks can find your work? Sure. Equityinthecenter.org and then our blog is at wokeatwork.org. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our supporters on Patreon and PayPal. The work that we do is centered around collaboration and community. So whether it's creating media like this or expanding our online field guide, your support makes that happen. Thanks so much. If you'd like to support us, visit upwithcommunity.org forward slash support.